Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. What a world, this is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where filter becomes extinct alongside my co-host, Artesia. This podcast is powered by Roberts Media Group, your resource for podcast development. For more programming and advertising opportunities, please visit robertsmediagroup.co. You are now listening to The Reality Is. The Reality Is. Boy, you back. (laughs) (laughs) It feels good, too. That's where I went wrong in the relationship, too. Suck his dick, don't pacify him. Well, okay, I got that, too. But... I was not supposed to be on the mic. I don't like to say people when I mean white people. Acknowledge the shit that black people have went through. Excuse my voice, y'all. I've been drinking. <laughs> this is big mama's, uh, oh God, porn cheek. season 13 we back boy you back <laughs> but we got a couple of guests uh joining us today man first of all shout out to spider the dj handling us in uh in the booth mm-hmm. we've switched up we're at a different studio nz studios has now relocated where are we at Artiz? 11 11 with mockingbird <laughs> yeah and another thing is mz studios has actually created a social media page yeah please follow them on instagram yeah. at mz studios yeah so yeah. i was like okay they first in. day of that was a disaster it was oh yeah i was like yo man uh you missed a letter here this word is wrong <laughs> he's, he's like shit <laughs> but also in the studio because we're doing a series the first three episodes of this season 13 we'll be talking about friends mm-hmm. love uh, what, what was yours? Mine is Love, Life, love, and, life progress. and Progress. Oh, that's a good one. So we wanted to bring in Thank some of our guys. other co-hosts, some <laughs> of our other hosts, some of our other podcasts under Roberts Media Group. So first off, we got the homie, the new podcast under Roberts Media Group, After the Encore with Joe Shaw. How yes, doing today, I'm doing great. I'm excited for next Friday to drop. damn, you got a good voice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> These mics. Mm, Artesia sounds sexy. Mic. Joe sounds good. Yes. We're going to pass it over to the nigga who loves to talk about everything. <laughs> is everything. We got uh, one third of the quad podcast, the homie Frank Minicon. How you doing today? I'm doing great, sir. Thanks for having me. Oh, that's all you're going to say? Like that's all I got. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> and then we got the homie Tanika in here. She's one third of the new one of our new podcasts as well, Champagne and Lipstick. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. We appreciate you guys in here. Me and Artesia, for whatever the fuck reason, we're a little nervous starting out on season 13. I could tell Artesia is. She got a stun of shades on. And, and, and we in this Lopes. bitch. But we wanted to bring you guys in, man, because I know we've heard and talked about on a couple of episodes before getting here where I told people, I want to take the podcast in a different angle. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit more serious. We can still have fun, still do storytelling, but I wanted to make sure we kind of dived into who Roberts Media Group is, let some of our listeners be able to listen to some of you guys on our episodes to be able to come back and possibly cross-promote right. and get you guys more followers, right. more right. listeners. So yeah. Appreciate that. Whatever, nigga. <laughs> hey man, we're getting serious. We're getting serious, but nigga, I'm still gonna be like who I am. If anybody knows, I love Frank, but I talk so much shit to this a Liberian lot, a chocolate bar looking motherfucker. I love, I love him. him. I tell him all the time, I wish I had his skin tone. For real, for real. So I feel that. You have you nice do? skin. I'm Thank telling you. you. I appreciate you. Have you have nice out here getting compliments. I know, man. This is beautiful. I love this loving environment. This new loving environment. When you were growing up, though, do you have any stories about when you were growing up, like people talking about your skin color? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I grew up, you know, I'm, I'm 44, so I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. And, you know, I, I grew up, I'm, you know, my family, we African, but we grew up in America. So, yeah. you know, that whole split about being African and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I was everything from. You know, like crispy, African booty scratcher raises, to African <laughs> booty scratcher. Oh you know what I'm God. saying? And then, and not only just my friends, but yeah. even my sister. Like she used to call me. I grew up. My nickname was Blackness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. So, but but you know, as I grew darkness, older, everybody, darkness, everybody, yeah, darkness, <laughs> darkness, blackness, yeah. ugliness. You know, that was my sister's pet names for me. Yeah. But you know, as I got older, like in you know, because my dad and my mom used to always tell me the you know the good things about it. Yeah. So as I got probably in about 
sixth grade, seventh grade, I started saying, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because that's when the light-skinned boys started phasing yeah. out. Yeah. And so I started Wesley coming Snipe, into my I just told one of my homegirls the other day, I said, Wesley Snipes, they saved us. Yeah, Wesley did. He gave he, us the oop. He, he really did. And then did. Denzel brought it in. Denzel, and then but, but Wesley for edge. real. Yeah, red, like, Wesley. Uh, what was it? Don't um, forget New Tay Jack Diggs. City. Tay Diggs was late uh, yeah, 90s. He was a little late. He was like Tay 96 coming up. He came in because of Wesley. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who else? Tyrese. Tyrese, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah. the Tyson Beckford dude was real. Oh, Tyson, yeah. 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 Like, so that was already like college yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. But Wesley? That he was nigga was, he was, Wesley was the nigga on the front lines when it was nobody. Yes. Yes. He was fucking Asian bitches and white women when you weren't even supposed <laughs> yeah. to be touching the motherfuckers. Right. Yeah. He wasn't paying taxes. He, he took all the bullets, yeah. And didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> and he didn't pay his taxes. <laughs> God damn, you can't fuck with the motherfuckers. Sounds man. familiar. So growing up, did you have any hardships, uh, Tanika? Like anybody talk about you? And if so, how did you overcome that? I don't. I think I was kind of like the bully a little bit. That's oh, okay. That's a good to have a different a little bit. Um, but I mean, I I was like the tallest. A mean girl. Yeah, I was oh, a little bit, a, a little bit, and it's it's so crazy now because I'm so social, I'm so yeah. nice, and I'm like ah. Oh. But I would always like crack jokes on people yeah. and. But did you yeah. did you do it because? Like, was it just a group? Because, you know, a lot of times when that shit happened, yeah. it was a group. And then one person I mean, did it, you jumped in I on did it because it. It, it was funny. Yeah. I, I think I, one thing about me, I've always been like, stop being so sensitive. Like, yeah. it's a joke. You know, I wasn't a bully to where people would go home and like, how it is now, yeah. like when people bullying and stuff Man, like that. It was it was different when we were growing up anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could take people a joke tougher skin. That's what yeah. I was about to say. Yeah. You had to, because even with me growing up, like people talked about my lips. They talked about <laughs> my nose. <laughs> like, I was like, not being funny, this is dark. For back being in the country, because yeah. there was a lot of interracial dating going on on the back end. Okay. Or like people were lighter, like more Artesia's complexion. Mm-hmm. So I always got that shit. Now, one thing I did used to be, I, I tell this because I, I believe in telling the truth. I ain't gonna lie, I used to have a problem with putting deodorant on. Niggas used to crack. What? And I had jokes on me. What? Nigga, I was a I'm musty middle school. I was a musty middle school. I remember being like six years old and my dad, bro, I was in the backseat coming from church. <laughs> oh my, my dad was like, Anthony Wright. I was like, you know when they call you a middle name? Yeah. Anthony Wright. I was like, God, what happened? <laughs> He's like, you ain't putting no deodorant on? That nigga literally pulled over on the side of the road and made me get out of but the car. But that's, that's young to start wearing deodorant. <laughs> well, sometimes my daddy was a drill sergeant. Like all my uncles wow. and my dad, like Army, Navy, like they were in the military. So yeah, hygiene is oh, different for a, different kids too. Yeah. Huh? So hygiene is just different for mm. different kids. Oh yeah, it was. Like, you know, yeah, nigga, yeah, I was yeah. times you needed earth. I sweat a lot. Yeah. We were now. outside more anyway. When you we were, were true that. True that. And true then that. that's another thing. Like I think. I picked on people because people picked on me because, like, my parents were in the military and the way I had to dress, like, yeah. I wore she- sh- shorts down to my knees. Like, and I'm a tall person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how I my mama didn't play that shit. We you know, know she what I'm saying? Virgin. Don't show no legs. <laughs> she ain't giving no puss up, so nah. stop fucking with her. So I want to go, <laughs> I want to take this over to Joe, man, because that's yeah. one thing I love about Joe being under Robert's Media Group. And even before he came on, we would always have real conversations. Right. We could talk about white, we could talk about black. I even think I told you about Spider one time. Right. And I was like he's really one of the only other white people I can actually have a real conversation with right. and Joby mm-hmm. and yeah, I was Joby. like yeah and I was like so I want to ask you did you have any issues growing up did people bully you because not being funny I'm going to say this it is going to sound like a joke but y'all were the ones shooting up fucking schools yeah so <laughs> no, it's like how did you deal with possibly yeah. being bullied or talked about growing up so that's a good question so I was actually your voice is so fucking well, amazing bro Thank radio you. here at NPR radio <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it over here <laughs> Joke. <laughs> um, most people don't know this about me, but I was homeschooled up until college. Oh, wow. So oh, the only wow. for real, yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that reaction because most people are like, uh, yeah. homeschool yeah. equals like, like you know, everybody's ma- matching the same, yeah. and mm-hmm. we're out in Utah or wherever. Right. Very true. Low you know? social skills, too. right? So uh, there's a lot there. It was basically like my brother had some learning issues, and so my parents homeschooled him. And then it got to when I was going to go to school, they were already doing one, so it was easier to do two at the same time. Mm -hmm. But I was always acting out because it irritated me because, like, I don't know, I have a high capacity for learning and I don't like to sit still. Not in, like, an ADD way, but in more like I want to consume knowledge. Artesia is the same way. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. So I got to college. I excelled. But in in middle and high school, like, the only social interactions I would have would be from, I was playing hockey, so from, like, uh, the people on my hockey team or church. Yeah. And I did get bullied, but I I was so naive I didn't realize it. And then like uh, like freshman year, I buzzed all my hair off and dyed it red because it was Trinity, and so that was the colors. <laughs> and this one guy walked in and was like, "Joe, if I didn't know better, I think you were a dyke." Oh, and I was just like, "Whoa, hey, 
That's what's up. Yeah. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I, I don't think I had heard that word before. I was just yeah. like, what's up? That's cool. All right. I'm a dyke. That motherfucker pulled out the pistols. <laughs> Two gun. Texas Tech. Pop, pop. pop. So where did oh you God. grow up at? Wow. Uh, in uh, H-E-B. Hershey's okay. Bedford. Oh, okay. so, yeah. oh, wow. I could not imagine being homeschooled. Yeah. Oh, it was Man. not great. But, you know. Yeah. You uh, overcome certain things. So That's a different learning down. experience. Yeah. It really is. I was telling Artesia one day, I was like, a lot of times as black people, we always say, damn, you know, we had to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, create this, create that. And I was like, a lot of times, because white people seemingly have it easier, not seemingly, y'all do, but it's like we disconnect or we, you know, disregard some of the struggles they may yeah. have. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, I, I've tried to be more mindful of that to where it's like, yo. Right. I may have struggled with this in high school, but being homeschooled, being told what you can't do, like that is a fucking struggle. And a lot of times we look over that. So a lot of times too, you know, they talk about mental health when they talk about these shooters, you know, shooting up shit. I'm not saying it's not mental health. I'm just saying they don't need to get a first pass Mm -hmm. with that being the issue. I agree. But I do try to tell people, yeah, we need to look at everything because the reason I don't negate it and say it's not mental health because a lot of the shit that happens with niggas and gangs and shit is mental fucking health. We grew up in a PTSD PTSD environment. Exactly. There's a lot lot of things that, that, a lot of behaviors that are attributed to mental health, but you know, it's not all like, like some people have some severe mental health issues that usually drive behavior. Um, but I think that what happens is we paint a broad brush and say, like, especially with these school shooters, I mean, well, we see the the, the disparity between the white school shooters yeah. and then just black behavior, period. And they right. always want to put that mental health label yep. on the white school shooters as kind of an excuse, yeah. Yeah. you know? And I don't think that's right. And I think that the, the crazy thing, too, is when we see, like, a shooter and it's like a white kid or something like that, black people always be like, they would have got their ass whooped or they would have got disciplined mm-hmm. or something, you know, because we, we got attention when we didn't want attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. And it's just like that kid is acting out because they want attention. Yeah. But so. the funny thing about it too is from what I've read and a lot of times when you see it, especially as of late, a lot of the white kids are, it's kind of like race-based. Mm-hmm. They're doing shit to keep Mexicans or put Mexicans back in their yeah. place or put African people or that's, black people back in their the place. Dish. And with us, it's like, you don't think we want to shoot up some white motherfuckers? Right. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've wanted to beat down a white person for yeah. talking disrespectful to my mama or growing up? Like, our, me and Artiza talk all the time with her growing up in the city. She's just now really starting to experience racism mm-hmm. or different stereotypes with her job. Yeah. Yeah. But with me, I'm like, yo, I grew up in this shit where motherfuckers would tell you. A white dude would let you know, especially the, the dad of the daughter. Motherfucker, fuck with my daughter. I will kill you. Mm-hmm. Nobody will fucking find you. Right. Like, I know niggas who lost scholarships to college. Who because went to jail? So it's like for me, I'm like, you don't think we wanted to kill and get some kind of retribution? Retribution, but we I mean, were first, we, were, we were forced to learn to get along to get a fucking along. And that's another thing because I didn't. Me growing up in a military environment, I was so green when I moved to the city. Yeah. So I didn't understand certain things. And then when I'm out here, I'm like, that never happened in my bubble. Yeah. I grew mm-hmm. up with white people. Asian people, different yeah, people, but different. stuff like that just did not happen. It was like, y'all going to get along regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. your mindset is kind of fucked up, too, because I know when we were in um, Denver, mm-hmm. like, I know we were talking to a homie, oh, and he was just, we were talking about how we felt like certain things, white people keep us out of certain places. Well, for him being a, a army brat or a Navy brat, traveling all around, being in Denver around mm-hmm. progressive white people, he's like, mm-hmm. well you really think it's that way? And I had, like, we kind of had a debate for a little bit, but I was like, you know what? Your mind is more open. You're more travel. You're more world travel than I am. For me, I've traveled, but I grew up in this area and I didn't start traveling or get on a plane like that until I was like 26, 28, something like that. So for me, it's like, yo, this is all I fucking know. Yeah. Yeah. And that was normal for me because I grew up in Germany majority of my life. So I would, if it's like a whole bunch of white people or different people, I would just go in there and be like, it's not a big deal. It wasn't until somebody else was like, yo, you see all these different type of people around here? And I'd be like, oh yeah. I think that's the the biggest thing too is what I've noticed is people who are more traveled, they have a different experience than people who grew up in especially this state. When you come to race, right? Yeah, yeah. And just in this country, because because race in this country is is a it's major issue. thing, yeah. and it's not, not that big anywhere else. else. Yeah, it, no. it is, but it's not as big. It's as not as big well, as right. this. Yeah. Well, right. so I studied overseas, and I just want to jump in. I studied overseas in London, and don't 08. jump in, Joe. No, and, <laughs> and I will tell you, I, racism was worse in different situations over, over in England mm-hmm. than it is here. And I was trying to. I was in a one of the classes I was in was a political science class, and so I was talking to my professor, and I was trying to figure out. I was like, look, we've got racism. In the U.S. and it's yeah. very clearly defined about you got the civil rights movement, you got you know Obama just was about to get elected when I was over there, and yeah. so I was like, you got him, 
and you you have this like clear distinction of like us versus them and we're trying to overcome like you know now trump but like you know that kind of stuff and i was like but here i don't see anything but i can feel the racism Mm -hmm. right i mean like uh in the news there was a soccer game where there was a rio ferdinand I believe was a prominent black player from Manchester United and he was playing a game and people were throwing bananas on the field. I remember that. I right? know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. And there was a Romelo uh, Lukaku. I think that's the name of his playing for Chelsea. Same yeah. thing. So like all these different guys and I said, I don't understand it. And he explained, he was like, look, as bad as the racism is in America, y'all had a civil rights movement where the conversation started shifting yeah. to some people recognize this is wrong. Some people are still trying to defend it. It's like, we'd never had that. Yeah. It's just like people eventually either evolved or they don't yeah. and he's like and then now you see stuff with brexit and like we're gonna get our country back that yeah. kind of mentality and it's it's scary yeah. it makes sense artesia since i mean for whatever reason as a co-host you have yet to insert yourself so i'm gonna insert you into the conversation <laughs> oh did anybody pick on you or do you have any stories about being bullied yeah. growing up in high school I well was, what did they fucking talk about I was <laughs> god damn how how you was. yeah <laughs> First of all, you didn't have to do me like that, but I was picked Nigga, on I from... did. We halfway through the podcast, <laughs> and you had yet to fucking speak. So anyway, so from elementary to middle school, I was picked on for my weight. I was always super skinny, and I got clowned for that. Yeah. When I got to high school, it transitioned because I actually had a guy that lied on me and said that we did something that we didn't do yeah. so oh, i was wow. known as the hawk the uh, oh wow yeah. that's so crazy whore. how that fucking happens yeah, but man. it's always Just one words. person yeah. that does yeah. that yeah. because wow. i remember it was a white chick in our school now granted she was i know i would come in and pee sometime and they coming out the stall i'm like oh wow yeah. like, you want in down. i don't run trains early. nigga. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it's yeah. starting early because my son Ooh, came wait. home and told me that the the guys at his school because he's in seventh grade yeah. they were already focused on what girls they were gonna yeah. get down with yeah. and the girls like are grabbing the little boys dicks mm-hmm. and i'm like Got to see what that meat about. Yeah, these girls is bold these no, days. No, that's that's crazy. That's too early, but I, know. I mean, it, it's getting super yeah. early. You can't change it. But listen, yeah. when I, I remember when I was in, I had to be in high school at this time, and I remember they built a new elementary school. We used to go play basketball and stuff like that. Yeah. One day I was hooping, and I went inside the school to use the restroom. Now, mind you, this was back in like the 90s, but it was an elementary school, and they had condoms like in the dispensary in that fucking what? elementary school. But you was up in, uh, you yeah, was, I was so up, you're on the East Coast. They, they more so progressive, you know different. what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, I was like, Elementary school, but yeah. then when I start hearing, I'm like, oh, okay, it's going down a little early. Yeah. That's crazy. It's for the yeah. teachers uh, yeah. on their off periods. That's yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I can dig that. I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like the teachers get with kids the kids. Need to be, kids yeah. need to be kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but nobody else is playing with Barbie dolls and trucks. Mm-hmm. And but that's the point, though. A lot of parents allow are leaving these kids. This is the this is my theory. It's so many kids having kids. Yeah. So by the time a kid is 14, their mom is fucking 28, 29. She's still trying to live her life. Yeah. Yep. Growing up, so it's kind of like okay, he turned him into a latchkey kid. Right. He ain't going nowhere mm-hmm. anyway. You get a little nigga an Xbox, he ain't doing shit else yeah, exactly. but that. Girls are the yeah. ones you got to worry about because they ain't really into that shit. Mm-hmm. They want to go out and date the bad boy. Right. So then you fuck around, have attention. a fourteen year old trying to fuck with a nineteen year old. And we yeah. all know, I know at least for me, when I was in a senior in high school, it was the niggas that graduated three years ago that was coming back picking these chicks mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, of course yeah. they got a car. Yeah. I could park <laughs> you have a car. on my bike. <laughs> we could walk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could do some romantic shit. Yeah. So I also wanted to talk about with you guys being a part of Roberts Media Group. Like, um, I think, Frank, you guys are going into the second year, close to the second year of the podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, you've been doing podcasts and Joe for how long? Uh, so it'll be three. It's actually been three years. Three yeah. years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you are very, very new yeah, to we're it with your group. Yeah, super new. What is the hardest part about podcasting for you? And we'll start with you, Tamika. Um, Tanika. Yeah. Tanika. Like, did you call her Tamika? I was going to say, is she going to correct him? <laughs> It'd be worse. You know how bad that could be if we was fucking? They'd be like, who the fuck is Tamika, nigga? Right? My bad. Um, so like, there's a there's a few hardships. So staying consistent. Yeah. That's one. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having, and we're, we're like in the, we're about to wrap up our, like our little season. We got like maybe eight episodes. Don't discredit that shit. But, but, um, <laughs> please, don't. that's work. That's eight. But episodes. Um, just having like good content. Yeah. So like our yeah. first little season was more of like we're having fun. We're new to podcasts, things of that nature. So our next season is more of like bringing people in. Like what type of content? Like like how you're you guys yeah. are doing? Like still being yourself, but. Uh, like what is what what do people want to hear? Yeah, you know and what does growth look like for you? And your right, yeah. right, right, stuff like that. And then because it's three of us, really understanding like tapping into like, hey, what's your lane, Tanika? Hey, Ro, what's your lane? What's your lane, Isha? And then 
I'm so glad I got y'all because yeah. then I can like ask y'all questions. What are y'all mm-hmm. doing? Like I reached out to Artesia and like, what do you need me to do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if if I help you guys, that's helping me. Yeah. yeah. You know right. what I mean? Putting us on there. So yeah. um I would say staying consistent, having good content, pushing it out there, like promoting yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it's the biggest just, thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, because people people thing. are always like I mean, I listen to podcasts and I don't know where they are. And I've like you like you guys told us when we first started, like people are gonna listen to your podcast that you don't even think that was like mm-hmm. really even gonna be like fucking with you like yeah, that. You know true. what I'm saying? Because right. your people are gonna listen to like one episode, mm-hmm. maybe two episodes, and exactly. then that's it. That's it. They're more in they they their feelings. You. Yeah. The, are you talking about me or what yeah. you're doing? Like, you know, and, and other you might people. Be. Yeah, I might be, yeah. but my, other people are just like, yo, I just like your content. Like, I, I like your energy, y'all yeah. funny, stuff like that. Your biggest followers are going to be people you do not fucking know. Right. right. Your best followers are going to be people who don't even live in Texas. Right. Yeah. Like, that's going to be off the fucking rip. I think with you three guys here, and I let Artesia take it from here once I said, with you guys sitting here at the table, um, along with uh, Romaine for your group, mm-hmm. for your podcast. Midnight. Y'all are the most fucking consistent. Did you call her Midnight? Yes, that's our name. Okay. Yes. Don't do her like that. Uh, shit, he no. Midnight. We yeah. talked about it. Oh, yeah. you and Romaine? Yeah, we were yeah. yeah. oh. yeah. oh, about to yeah. say, hold on now, hold on. Yeah. Oh, we, we had a whole dialogue at the joint. Yeah. At the, at the, and she's at the, an African hooter scratcher. <laughs> Because she got ass. I mean, we she all does. Know she does. She Everybody, does. I know the first time I teach, she's like, you see her ass? Like, oh. <laughs> I told you. Like, can't miss it. Yes. Yeah, can't miss yes. It. Like, we, we came out, we was like, girl, where you get all that ass yeah. from? <laughs> and her friend, when we went to, when we visited her family, like, her sisters got, they oh, got, got ass. more ass than her. <laughs> yeah. And it's all ass. natural. That's that thing. <laughs> it's like, damn. That's that black of the berries sweeter to teach you. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> You don't fuck with them bears unless you eat them. <laughs> you not fuck with them bears. You leave them bears on the Leave them bears alone. Leave them motherfuckers alone. What was the point you were going to make? Yeah, really, yeah. you could talk about how, like, because I know you always come to me and you be like, yo, Tanika, you'll be like, yo, she hit oh, me yeah, up. She like, asked this, she yeah. asked that. I love that about her. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, Frank always trying to check and see what we need, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. We already know normally. Frank always For whatever reason, season you. 13, he came empty handed, but normally he comes in mean, with drinks right? and stuff like that. Oh, no, but it's the first time in the studio, baby. Fuck off with the bullshit. And then showing up. And then we both love Joe because Joe is very yeah. responsive. I feel like Joe is taking us into new territory he and is. he's also challenging me, which is one thing that I love because I had I personally had gotten stagnant because I was tired of the response yeah. or lack of response yeah. that I was getting. And y'all are the um, most responsive. To my effort. So with Joe coming in, it's kinda like reignited yeah. my very good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you. Um, and cool. then Tanika, like I said, like she's been rocking with us, yeah. like hanging out. And it feels good to be able to hang out with your people outside of just always mm-hmm. talking, talking about the podcast. Yeah. And I, I think we talked about that the other day, too. And like I said, Frank is always in the mix. I'm Fuck just, that. Fuck yeah, I'm that. just looking. I'm just part of the landscape, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, look, I got to say, though, I got to say. like, And I, is, when you finish that, I want you to tell the hardest part about podcasts for you, too. OK, well, what I was going to say was I think that when you when you establish like a like a family type mm-hmm. of situation, yeah. You know, like, or just friends or just having some people that, you know, like when we go to the club or whatever, like we did the other day, you know, it was cool to be able to be around the people that even like we weren't doing no podcast and stuff, but we was having a good time, was having a conversation. Everybody was real comfortable and enjoying, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, so to me, like, that's the thing. Like I always gauge. Um, if I have work friends, you know what I'm saying? Like, if mm-hmm. we cool at work, mm-hmm. but can we kick it outside, outside of work? Of work yeah. Because if we can't kick it outside of work, then I know you're just a work friend. Yeah. And, and we, right. as long as we're getting work done, we cool. Yeah. But I always, like, it goes to another level when you're able to be out of that environment, yeah. but you're still able to vibe. So that's a that's a huge thing for me. And I don't have yeah. a... You know, I don't have a whole lot of people like that, so it's always good to just walk in and be like, yo, yeah. you know, like yeah. I seen you first, yo, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that's a good thing, because I ain't from here. Now that we don't give a really f- a fuck about what you just said, <laughs> I want you to answer the actual <laughs> fucking question. What your listeners do. What is the hardest part about podcasting since you came into the choir? You know what? Like, i tell you this. Um, I think that the hardest part for me is... I talk a lot, you know what I'm saying? I have a lot of No shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. But I think that I think that working working really I guess this is working on a team. Yeah. Because you, you try not to be overbearing. You try not to dim anybody's light or extinguish anybody's energy. You know, you just have to be mindful of making sure that everybody feels included. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like you said, we can come in the studio and you could talk for thirty five minutes straight and Artesia might not say nothing or I might not say nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to do that. Yeah. So you have to be mindful and make sure that everybody feels included because you're going to have some personalities that are more dominant. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it has to be like a deliberate effort. Yeah. So for me, 
I just it's not a challenge, but I try to be mindful of and it. And you'll mm-hmm. learn the people that are honestly, you'll learn people who are competing with you sometimes. Yeah, right up sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. I know I told Tanika and them, I told you he came in. Joe came in solo. But I always tell people with multiple people, somebody's going to leave. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to leave, fall off. Y'all experienced it within the first. However, <laughs> Joe did experience it with one of his podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like everybody fucking experiences that. Yeah. So only you, Joe, what's the hardest part about podcasting um, for you? For me, it's always making sure that I and whoever I am talking to have something to say. Because I could bring in anybody off the street, but it's like, what do you have to add value to the world? That's how I look at it. And like, whether it's parenting or for specifically after the encore, I chose artists. Well, for volume one, I chose artists that I already had a personal connection with because it's hard to get people to agree to a show that has no website, mm-hmm. no no link, no sound, no logo. And I'm like, no, trust me, it's happening. They're like, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> okay. But, um, but within that, I chose people that I knew I would have a, that they would have something to say. So you've got established artists, you've got new artists, you've got people in transition, and they all have something interesting that they're trying to say. Right. And for me, that adds value to the overall product. And when I go and I, the favorite story I like to tell people is I've got two artists on there, Todd Pipes and Brad Thompson. Both of them are late 40s, early 50, came up in the music scene in Texas, same time. Denton, white guys with acoustic guitars playing pop music. Same, like cookie cutter, same, right? Todd had a hit, Breakfast at Tiffany's, that launched him and his band into superstardom. Brad didn't. Brad's still playing two to three shows a week just to have that be his nine to five. Mm -hmm. And on the outside world, people will go, oh, one was a success, one was a failure. But they both talk about that they were successful because they quantify their success in very different ways. Mm -hmm. And that was fascinating to me. And so I like having that like compare and contrast. But I will tell you, you got to be careful not to tell Lyft drivers that you do a music podcast. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) Mixtape. This guy's got me locked in his car. (laughs) I just, there's a slight detour. He's got a 2003 Honda Civic beat to hell, yeah. white dude with dreads, tatted up neck, looking like Post Malone light, and, <laughs> and he gets in, and it's it's uh, he has Sharpies, and it said, like, tag yourself, yeah. like, you know, and I'm like, oh, oh that's cool, that's I'll, I'll write down my podcast, yeah, yeah. so I'm like trying to find empty space, and I grab a Sharpie, and he's like, you lost something, bro, and I'm like, no, I'm explaining, I do this music podcast, and I'm trying to tag it, and so he's like, oh, here's a spot, so I do it, and he was like, what's it about, so I tell him, and I'm like, I'm not sure where volume two's gonna go, maybe alt rock, maybe hip hop, I got yeah. some leads, you know, I'm trying to decide, and he's like, cool, 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 one. Three. So, can I play you some of my music? <laughs> I'm like, how do I say? No? I'm yeah. like, sure. And I tell you what, he's probably listening. Apologies if you're listening. It was not good. Oh, it was, but half yeah. the time, it's it's not it is. That's why yeah. I, for hey, us, we really yeah. Yeah. not the type that you dig. That's mm-hmm. what. I'm yeah. And the thing about us, like, we stay away from that too, because we always try to pass them on to like you. Mm-hmm. If it's music or something, now right. we'll probably pass them on to Joe because mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be we honest. We don't like them, but some of the people that I refer. I do like, yeah. but I know that's not our lane. Yeah, per I don't want to do because I'm not Y'all trying to interview you. Yes, right. Right. We, have. we have. If I do, I'm going to get into like the backstory. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear about the music. Right. I want to hear per about se. where it comes from. Mm. I want to hear the about the process motivation. in the studio, yeah. like all of that shit. So for us, I know like we've been trying to figure out with us bringing you guys in, we're trying to figure out like, okay, where are we going next with the brand? I know a lot of people are always asking us, hey, what are we doing? Where do you guys see yourselves going? Artesia, it's time for you to fucking talk. Yeah. I've been talking no, the entire time. Like, so really, you think yeah. so? No. I feel like I feel like nothing has changed with where we're wanting to go with yeah. the brand. I just feel like the people around us, yeah, being more involved is what will make the difference. Yeah. yeah. And you talked about expanding the podcast. Like I know we do want to get it more into like uh, doing workshops because so many people yeah. hit us up and they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, how do you do this? How do you do that?" Or you have the people that. They love the content you're doing, and they and steal they just it. Steal it without, and they don't accredit anything. Yeah. They don't. They don't say, "Hey, this or hey that." Ooh, yeah. So most so, of our shit is already trademark. We're working on the process of getting oh, other wow. stuff completed. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing about it: I don't want to call one of you motherfuckers to court. Oh, oh yeah, we don't want to do that. But it's like you see so many people. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of the shit that I do. Like a lot of people hit us up and be like, "Who's doing your stories?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. "That's an in-house thing that we do." If you want, and we have to be better about it, which is why we're doing all of this yeah. stuff this season saying, hey, we do do audio visualizers. We do, you know, can create a package for your Instagram stories. Because a lot of people, I'll see them, I'll create my shit, and then I'll go back and I'm like, hey, people are trying to step their shit up. 
Mm-hmm. But it's like they're not. I don't care about it's people under too. our umbrella. It's yeah. cute. But it's the people outside that, right. mm-hmm. like, I, and we've told Spider when we were at the old studio, people would come in and they would try to see the layout of how MZ Studios mm-hmm. were. They would try. They wanted to be a guest, but they were really there to vest right. what we were yeah. doing. Oh, yeah, so it's yeah. like, Taking you know notes. what? Let's go and start putting a price tag on this shit. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm glad that MZ Studios created, you know, a, a platform for them and more people to be able to find them. Because honestly, you're not going to really find a better podcast studio mm-hmm. than this shit, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, actually a podcast. Yes, we right. talked about that before. Exactly. Yeah. Versus internet radio. Very true. Right. So um, I know for me, I want to create more documentary style stories for the podcast, not the podcast, but for Roberts Media Group. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Artesia is working on like we're trying to do more website stuff, uh, yeah. content creation. Mostly just, I think the overall goal for Roberts Media Group is just establishing ourselves as a thought leader in the podcast industry. I was just waiting for you to say that. I'm I looking like at that. the notes and I see that and I'm like, this is yeah. not my part to say. Well, that, was the part. <laughs> that sounds good. You know, a lot of motherfuckers be saying, Anthony, you talk a lot, but... <laughs> Y'all and you, hear it, and you, y'all. and you do. Yeah. You just want to get your shot. <laughs> you do, man, and it's great. You have a great voice. Shut the fuck up. He just trying to. You invited me here to talk. I did invite, you, but I invited you here to talk and also tell you to shut the fuck up. It's yeah, different. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, different for ahead. telling you shut the fuck up you're on Instagram. I have a question. So, because are you guys trying to take this? To, so you know how you have like Dallas influencer. Like I'm trying to be an influencer, and then also Champagne and Lipstick to be yeah. like a, a influencer. Are you? Mm-hmm. You guys are trying to. Take podcasts to be like a podcast influencer. No. Basically. No. I don't think I don't think we want to call it an influencer because yeah. I mean we've already been influencing people. Yeah. Okay, that's going to happen that's naturally. Yeah. But just really establishing and asserting ourselves yeah. as who we are. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. what makes us, I think what intrigues people about us is for one, a lot of people try to figure out me and her relationship, and they can never figure it out. <laughs> I just want to go like one episode without. <laughs> It comes up all the time. I know. It comes you weren't there Sunday, but it came up Sunday. Yes. Like we were out eating. It was like six out. girls and just me. And I was like, why is this yeah. even a fucking and it conversation? Was like, it was literally like they were around the table and it was like, so what's up? Oh, wow. <laughs> and both of us bumped each other on the table. Yeah. Like, here you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So for us, it's more so like we don't do influences. Like I crack a lot of jokes all the time and I'm like, I don't ride waves. Mm-hmm. I don't follow trends. Like you won't see me post about Popeye's chicken. You didn't get that chicken oh sandwich? You won't, you won't see me that fucking talk about it. That shit probably going to hurt your damn I, I would anyway. like to point out I, I got the sandwich before everything. Yeah. Whoa, That's I'm, what everybody I'm so excited about the sandwich. I like bumped the mic. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah, White folks good. love chicken too. Artiza tried to buy it out there. I did try to find one. Up in Castle Hills. Yeah. I said, oh, you may be able to get yeah. one and they probably going to make it. The presentation the probably going to be right. into the street. Whoa. Wow. And they didn't have any signs saying that they didn't have the sandwich anymore until you got until to you got the... In there. Yeah, because they hoping you gonna get something, something else. else. Yeah. I, just, I was so mad I drove off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think that whole... First of all, Chick-fil-A is okay yeah. to yes. me. Yeah. But Popeye's like, that sandwich, like... I haven't tried it. I just feel like it's going to make my stomach hurt. I'll tell you right now, Popeye's, <laughs> like I stayed in the game for a long time with Popeye's, but by 31, <laughs> that spicy yeah. chicken, I was shitting something terrible. Oh, my God. Everybody want to say, I can't eat it. No, nigga, your fucking shit is fucked up, and your shit and your Literally. stomach hurt. <laughs> you eat that motherfucker. Let's call Popeye like it is. You got to drink a gallon of I'm water I'm like Cat Williams. I don't trust that Popeye's bitch. <laughs> like, literally, that's how I feel. But no, yeah, we, we want to stick on the point of just like our individuality. Yeah. yeah. There's so many people that are trying to be like other people mm-hmm. like when we first yeah, started like yeah, six seven time. years ago it was a lot of people trying to sound like Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. and then some people start trying to be like hey you're stop no Mm-mm. say my name don't compare me to nobody right. but i think in a in a in a lane where everybody's trying to be somebody or they're talking about the same shit that everybody else is talking about like we don't talk about reality tv we don't talk about what's hip and what's late in the news unless it's yeah. something we both are like Yo, we want to talk discussion, about it. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, I think it's important for us not to call ourselves influencers. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us not to call ourselves bloggers. I've you know never what I'm saying? been um, keen to doing that anyways because I'm a firm believer that it, whatever you are is going to yeah. be known natural. Right. On, its, yeah. on its own without mm-hmm. you saying it yeah. or putting it out there for people to refer to you as such. Yeah. And what do you want? I know one of the things we always try to talk about, we're just doing it on the air now, but what are some things you guys feel like we could do better? Because, you know, when we did that episode with you guys, you know, Adia was, I was about to say Adia. Adia was like, I'm calling <laughs> I'm everybody. I'm to get these wrong. names right. <laughs> <laughs> but Adia hit us, you know, she was like, yo, we, you know, we came in, we thought y'all were going to help us, but it was just kind of like fly, bitch. Yeah. And it was funny, but <laughs> the thing, the fact of the matter was she voiced her opinion of things that she wanted, yeah. things that she wanted from us, things that she needed from us. But like Artesia said, nobody ever vocalizes the things they need from us. But right. I, think, I think it, I it depends you. on the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because for me... Like, 
you guys edit our, our episode, right? And then you're like, okay, it's out there. And then she walked me through like how to do it. But then when I had to do it, I was like, fuck, I forgot this shit. But then I was like, let me just try to figure it out. And yeah. I figured it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's my thing. Yeah. Like, just because of the type of person I am, I'm going to try to figure it out. And if I can't figure it out, then I'll hit you up. Yeah. So, and, and I'm like, hey, I want to do a live show. Hey, I want to do this. Hey, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I come to you and say it. And then exactly. you're like, oh, well, that's already in the works. We're and already going to do it. That I type of like stuff. The and dynamic. So I feel the same mm-hmm. way with you guys like I, I do that and so even with my our group with our champagne and lipstick group it's like people will be like hey y'all didn't hit me up or y'all don't have a um y'all don't have an event or something like that and I'm like it's a two way street two-way like street. so if you want to hang out with us say you want to hang out with us mm-hmm. you know but also we can't say we're a group and then not be like really putting stuff out yeah. there yeah. like that you know what I mean but yeah. you have to be vocal that's how you just build relationships, mm-hmm. friendships, yeah. you know, whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. So to me, you guys are doing good. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, obviously, I support you guys yeah. from the beginning, and I think you guys do an excellent job. It's, I think for me, like my focus, which is different from the the whole quad, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, that's that's the dynamic because it's like, okay, we have a personal relationship, and you know, like I came and was on the podcast yeah. and doing that type of thing. I had no interest really in having my own. Yeah. And if I did, it was going to be my own. Yeah. But to come in and do the quad thing and then it's like, okay, I got two other people in. And I don't necessarily have an expectation for yeah. y'all because I'm trying to be, like my mindset is I want to add value. So wherever you guys see me add value, if you want me to come in on a show, if you want me to do this, whatever, then that's what you I'm do. available mm-hmm. for. But it, so it wasn't necessarily like, yo, I need you to, tell me or just like provide any type of guidance like I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants because y'all brought me in Mm -hmm. so I figured well y'all see something that I can add value so I'm just gonna go with that so that's kind of like my stance but at the same time clearly I take what I've learned from y'all and I apply it to our podcast but see the thing about it with you too though is like you like you and Joe for sure when you post something in reference to anything with the business Mm -hmm. you tag us you tag us or you post us we've had people who they'll partner with somebody else and it's like They'll take our logo off the thing, and it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. like, so why the fuck are you here then? And I'm more of a vocal person because Artesia will talk about it, but she's not. I'd be like, fuck the niggas. I don't really (laughs) give a fuck who got something to say. If you don't want to be here, ski that deal. Your shit ain't going to make it. The way, like, we put niggas up on game. Wait, but do y'all hit them up and be like, yo. <laughs> We've already, we we pretty much make things known at the beginning. You Wait, know what I'm saying? That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. But my thing is, like, that's like if somebody kind of do what y'all doing, like, take, like, a part of the episode and, like, put it out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't put Robert's Media yeah. Group or who we're with or something yeah. like that. Do y'all, like, yo, make sure y'all put that on there? No, the part of the episode is fine because you guys own your own content. Yeah, you do. Like, we're not over we, that. We don't control that. What we're talking about is if you're off somewhere promoting something that has to do with your podcast that's under our network don't remove our name yeah because it's all about promotion for everybody exactly right. you know what i'm saying if, right. if people start seeing the rmg podcast logo on everybody's shit they're gonna be like who exactly. the fuck is this right who is this person right and not being funny we're big on equally putting out shit trying to say like when you guys had the one year it's like yo mm-hmm. boom yeah, got gotcha. you yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we try to promote joe now i created mm-hmm. something to promote them mm-hmm. it's one of those things to where i want to get to a point to where we all do it eventually mm-hmm. or like I tell you guys try to cross promote each other by having each other on each yeah. other's shows yes. mm-hmm. you know yes. like Frank is a great asset to y'all show if y'all need a guy who needs mm-hmm. to speak about whatever okay. he's older he's you know he's done things he's distinguished <laughs> you know what I'm saying thank you, <laughs> you know? and then you have you know to be able to have Power Joe coming suggestion. in from a different perspective mm-hmm. like right. a lot of times right. I think to talk about white culture or talk about our you know being at odds with white people to have people like Spider, have people like Joe to where if you want to come in and talk about it, Spider's not going to be offended. He yeah. may chime in and say, hey, this is my perspective. And right. you get a real perspective from a person that actually deals with black people. Right. Right. Not white people who don't fucking deal with black people. They only right. work with them. You don't right. know black people. Yeah. Right. right. So Agreed. that's what, you yeah. know, I think that's the important part of it. I got to say, the one thing that I love about both of y'all and is the fact that I was, you know, I... I wanted to be part of RMG for a while, but I wasn't sure about the right fit. And yeah. I was very focused on making sure it was the right fit, right time, right situation. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring my parenting podcast because I didn't feel like it worked. Mm-hmm. So when I had After the Encore and and I was like, I feel like this is going to be a good fit. But I was very upfront about like, look, I'm tired of doing shit on my own. I'm tired <laughs> of of marketing and posting and, and sending email. Like, I mean, I can do all of that, but mm-hmm. it's it's hard to not have any backup. Right. Yeah. And when Artesia and Anthony both were like, no, we've got you. We'll back you up. We'll help you. We will remind you about stuff. We'll make sure, you know, we'll copy it out to other people. I said, That's all right, more then I'm yeah. then I'm on it. And then 
I mean, she sent me something it's yesterday for a for a, a, a like a write up that uh, they needed a follow up for, yeah. and so I sent that out, and then so hopefully we get two write ups coming out mm-hmm. next week for the drop. But it's just for me, I was like, all right, I'm. I'm at 110% all the time, and I need people to ride with me that yeah. are in the same yeah. exactly. way. At 110%. Mm-hmm. And then y'all said, we got it, and it's been nothing but, I mean, roses. Yeah. So, Go ahead, Thank you. But, not like, to but not like so outcast roses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as, and that's what I try to tell people. People are like, man, you be hosting really good. I'd be like, I honestly just try to pay attention to everybody. Like, right. if somebody moves or if I see them go yeah, like this, yeah. I, then I'll just I'll boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just this nigga. Well, only, <laughs> only when it's other people, though, because you'll see me move the mic and you'll just keep going. <laughs> say something. I was going to say, I think it's just, it, it, in this business, it's hard because yeah. I feel like people steal from you guys because they don't want to pay y'all. Oh, you of course. I mean? And again. I just feel like yeah, I want you. I do want you to say that one more fucking time. They that don't may be the part. Pay you guys, mm-hmm. basically. That's why they want to steal. That's why they want to just. They want everything for the free. That may be the name so, of the podcast. They don't want to pay you. The guys. free, free. The free, free. And so my thing is like, there's nothing wrong with dropping gems, yeah. right? But at the end of the day, I respect it. Like I'm going to pay you. Like I may ask, like why is it this much? But yeah. I'm like, okay, I just wanted to know, and then go from there. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and even any service that I get. I don't want you to cut me no deals because yeah. this is your business. I want right. to pay you full price. And that's why black people can't come up either because yes. everybody wants a deal. Everybody or we give wants a deal. a deal. Or we don't charge anything because we feel like, oh, it's too high. Mm-hmm. Right. right. But right. You know so that? Fuck, okay. fuck that. My thing is like, if you're providing a good service, I want to pay for your service. And, yeah. and somebody told me this one time. They were like, their prices is so high because they want a certain type of a clientele. Correct. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they were like, hey, if you can't, if you cannot. We bumping um, our prices up today. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, he was like, basically, if you can't afford me, then I don't need you. I don't need you. Because if you mm-hmm. come in and you're like, these are these are my prices, yeah. then I know that you're serious and you're going to yeah. pay it and yeah. go from there. Listen, you know? And you're right. Listen to these. L- listen here, you cheap motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Because listen, if you if we'll put something out there and we'll be like $50 and you'll have a motherfucker come to you and be like $50, mm-hmm. you'll be like, nigga, if you don't got $50, stop going. Going out to eat. <laughs> yes. Just for one Stop week. Stop going to drink. Just one week. Stop doing whatever you're <laughs> right, doing and right. pay this. Put the Hennessy back. But that's the point because even, and I think the thing about it is when you see stuff that's high priced, whether it's ours or somebody else's, mm-hmm. especially if it's a black business, first of all, we had to pay more mm-hmm. to get right. this shit going. Right. That's just like when people wow. go to black beauty supplies, yeah. they'll be like, why is it a dollar more than at the, excuse my language, Ching Chang store? Mm-hmm. That's what motherfuckers say. Let's just be real. Change, you know, it's not trying to be racist, mm-hmm. but why are you paying more there? You pay more there because. At a black place, they have to, first of all, the Asians got the shit on lock. Mm-hmm. So you got to buy true. that, be above retail price. At mm-hmm. a surplus price, you get that shit, you resell it, and they sell it higher so they can get their own product exactly. or start their own shit. Because mm-hmm. they don't the always want to have to buy from the white man or buy from the Asian person. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you got black people to be like, yeah, go have your own shit. And I'd be thinking, yeah, motherfucker, patronize, be a right. patron of it. Well, like, that, they don't want to do the shit with your books too. Right, That's but the, I think that's huge. See, that's the thing. When I come in and, and I'm coming from a business mindset and I'm coming from a mindset of supporting black business, yeah. that's why you ain't never going to hear me complain about whatever something costs or whatever because yeah. it's more than just supporting y'all. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's supporting you as an individual because yeah. you're my friend and it's also about supporting your business. Yeah. And, and, and there's, you know, see, that's the thing. People don't necessarily... When they see a podcast and they see Robert's Media Group, yeah. like they don't understand this is a business. It is right. a business. It's you know a business. Right? And you have to mm-hmm. operate it as such. And I move in a way because like I know like when we all went out last week, Artiz is like, you didn't really do it. I was like, I dance a little bit, but like you'll never catch me dancing on any of the girls under the podcast. Right. You will right. never be able well, to I was somebody. dancing on you, ah, yeah, yeah, I know. You, you, you was doing more than dance. You look like you was in a boom boom room. <laughs> Hey, hey, look, but, so I got, but hold on. But see, see, <laughs> but see, that's the beauty, bro, right? That's the beauty of this situation yeah, because, yeah. Very true. because first of all, they were comfortable. Exactly. And second of all, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I was pulled into the situation. Yeah. I got witnessed. And we're not big enough to have any kind of sexual harassment. So <laughs> yeah, and, and, it's, and I'm saying everybody's cool. Everybody's yeah. comfortable. Nobody's uncomfortable. And yeah. it's just like, it's yeah. family, but it's not really family because, yeah. you know. And I told her, I was like, I don't interact a certain way because you got to think about it. If you want to be big time, you have to portray that. Exactly. And for me, the way I look at it is, I'm not going to be all up on chicks. That's why I said you'll never go around and find women in the same room. It's like, yo, I fucked Anthony. Because if I plan on going anywhere, I can't have scandal before. I'm a black man. They're going to find any fucking thing they can. That's why I said, people could talk about Obama, (laughs) but that nigga must have been bulletproof because they didn't find that goddamn thing on him. And I think it was Bane who said, we tried to find something on him. Oh, yeah. But we couldn't find nothing on him. Before he got up in the present. Yeah. I think that's He was getting his dick sucked in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's another thing with black businesses too. Like my thing is that if you're gonna have high prices or whatever, yeah. make sure you have like the quality, quality yes. behind. 
buying this. Don't sell me no forty five dollar guild and t shirt. Exactly. Like everybody wants. And my thing is like, yes, I support black businesses. I have no problem with paying whatever. But my thing is like, don't start slacking because mm-hmm. you have a black customer. Yes. Because that's the thing. Like with them Asians and them white people, yep. they give me the same customer service that they gonna give somebody else. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the thing with black people. Like they just be like, oh well, mm-hmm. you know, this is so and so. So like, yeah. you yeah. can't do that. Nah, no. But and yeah. another point too is that just because I'm cool with you, you got black business. Like make sure as far like you have to be aware of how you act, react, like yeah. act. Mm-hmm. So I can't date everybody or I can't right. do everything because my thing is like I'm my brand mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm black yeah. Yeah. so people are really gonna try to like shame me immediately of course. you it's know di- what I'm it's saying di- it's difficult yeah. being black I told uh, so we talk about this all the time we got a few more minutes before we get ready to get out of here but I wanted to say this before I get out of here so so many people hit me up and they be like Anthony you cannot fucking date or marry a white woman <laughs> with the agenda that you have <laughs> the things that you say and I'm like but I like all women I've dated white women but they're like you can't publicly do that, bro. And and, and I, I don't like being told what the fuck I can do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do. I feel like you can date interracially, no matter what your race is, if you're true to yourself. Mm-hmm. The reason I say it's difficult because I have a homegirl who's she's very pro-black, but she's married oh, to a yeah. white guy. Mm. And I remember yeah, asking, yeah. I said, yeah. how does that work? How and I understand, work? I understand other people's thought process because when I saw that, I was like, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Like you're fucking pro-black? You working yeah. in some of the blackest shit. You're changing right. the mm-hmm. culture for black people in the state that you live in. Mm-hmm. Like literally, mm-hmm. mayor, presidencies, everything. She's like, you know what? It is what it, it is. is. She what was it like, is. For, but she, but the biggest thing she said was, she was like, he pursued me with respect. Mm-hmm. He pursued me consistently. He came at me with knowing what he wants. And as a black man, and knowing a lot of black men. A lot of niggas be stepping to y'all. Incorrect. Mm. Incorrect. Incorrect. But, but wait, wait, wait. This is my point, though. When it comes to being pro-black mm. and dating interracially, right? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. So I have no problem with that. Yeah. But the to me, is like, are you having those conversations at home? Yeah. To where, like, this mm. is yeah. what happened on the news. And this is... Yeah. A lot of people oh, don't want to... Yeah, sweep it under the rug exactly. just because you married to a so white woman. So then somebody be married to a white woman, then y'all don't have those conversations. And yeah. then you're raising black kids, yeah. essentially, and... Y'all yes. not talking yeah. about that. That, that I wouldn't do. I remember yeah. dating a white girl one time, and uh, she was like, "So if I if we had a kid, w- like he wouldn't know my white side." I said, "Yeah, he'd know you his white side, but it's more important for him to know who the is fuck it? he really is right. because he's gonna be seen as a black as kid. a black kid." Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that for me, the reason I've never even gotten far with white women in relationships is because the barrier is too big in between, mm-hmm. to where it's like I also don't want to come home every night and explain. Like when me and Arteza was together, if I had an issue, I'd be like, yo, this motherfucker said this, this, and that. She's like, I dealt with that at work today, too. Mm -hmm. With a white person, especially a white woman, they're going to be like, how do you know it was racist? I don't need to explain myself because I know. I grew up under this. But I also feel like as far as that white person, it depends on how they were raised. Very true. Because you have white people who are, they were raised to be like, especially like in Louisiana and stuff like that. Like they understand because they were in in the middle of it. Or their parents was fucking racist. Right. Or or versus somebody who's like you said, like I don't know. If, do you do you really think so and so thinks yeah. like that? And it's like motherfucker, yes. uh, yeah. <laughs> but I think people also have some stereotypes are true. And I'll go uh, to the extent of saying this: you have so many black women that'll be like, "Niggas be doing this, 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 mm-hmm. and that." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, well, first of all, my thought process is, well, you guys are picking them. What is your energy that's bringing them to you? Mm-hmm. You yeah, can't put that on every black dude. But the thing that's funny is. A lot of people like to put that on every black dude, but when black dudes say white women did this, this, and that, and it's like, you can't find a black one like that, and it's right. like, it's it's negatives and positives on both sides. Right. I don't care about you interracially dating, just don't fucking downgrade your people. Yeah, and that's, exactly. that's the biggest I don't thing. like the niggas. You need to tell that fucking story. Oh, yeah, because I was at the bar that Yeah, we can I extend have... it into our next hour for a little bit. And, <laughs> and this, this guy, he was trying to talk to me, and he was very attractive. Um <laughs> <laughs> Very attractive. But when he opened his mouth, yeah. it all went to shit. So he was telling me how he grew up in Oak Cliff. You know, he went to school in Oak Cliff. He moved out to the suburbs because yeah. he wanted to give his kid, you know, the best of the best, whatever. That's great. Mm-hmm. We all do that. Um, he then proceeds to tell me that he went to college at Texas A&M. So he knows how to be white when he needs to be white. Wow. And I said, you white. mean you know how to play the game? He's like, no, I know how to be white when I need to be white. Mm. Excuse said, me? And when she told me this, I yeah. said, what kind of nigga is this? <laughs> right, exactly. He had fucking Oreo cookies. Yeah, no, nah, he was The ones though. that used to capture us and take us back? Yeah. Yeah. And I, when, when she said tough. that, I was just like, what do you mean? Act 
be white. Right. Yeah. Be That's nothing white. in me. I've even had situations with my job where they'd be like, hey, Anthony, you sound like when I used to work in a call center. You sound a little abrasive on the phone. And I literally abrasive. was like, wow. I can't talk like, hey, not to be funny, I can't do it. If I do what Joe does, I Hello, can do it. thank you for calling but, me that. Hey, this is Anthony Roberts. That's the great <laughs> city mortgage. Yeah. Or like, like, shut the fuck up. I, I, exactly. And not being funny, as a black man, it's like, I when I hear niggas talk like that, I'm like, okay, it's a difference to me between proper yeah. And a nigga who's lost his way. Exactly. That's yeah. definitely a struggle. Yes. You know, and I, I think that for me, like I grew up, I grew up in Rhode Island. So it's like Northeast and, and with people like, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, now my, first of all, growing up, my parents spoke with an African accent, yeah. right? And so they was like, yo, you can't do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need to speak yeah. good English. Yeah. But, you know, people up north talk a little bit do different anyway. Do not talk like the colonizer right. who took us and brought us to this life. Not today. Yeah. Not today. <laughs> but uh, but so so the way I spoke, like people like, oh, you talk like a white person. And I'm telling you, like right around that time when I started to really, you know what I'm saying? I think hip hop had a lot to do with it too. Yeah. My parents and hip hop. But right around the time when I really started to really take my blackness serious, like, there was a point in time where if I heard that, I probably changed the way I talk. But then yeah. it got to a point like, yo, what you trying to say? Only white people talk like mm-hmm. clearly and, yeah. and concise with their words and right. shit. So it, was, so it became about that. I'm not trying to talk white. Yeah. I'm trying to talk like an intelligent black person. Exactly. Like this is okay. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And with Joe, like you being a white guy, like how do you, because I think it's crazy how we pretty much separate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like outside of work, it's like most white people don't really deal with black people. Right. You know, like we, if you go up north and you're in a store, a white kid may be staring at you like, what yeah. the yo, because they only see us on TV. Yo, real quick, real quick. I was in a supermarket. Apologize to Joe. No, no, no. He's no, going to no. go. No, but you apologized really him now. I apologize. No. Thank Joe. you. Fuck you, Anthony. Uh, but, but, but I was in a store one time and I was, I was, I was in the supermarket. Little white kid was in the, in the basket. He was looking at me, staring. And I was like, oh, this kid ain't never seen black people before. Nah, I walked he, by. This little kid who said to his mother, Mommy, look at the brown skin. Yeah. Wow. My, this was like in the nineties, yo. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's they be the out. They be story. out. So for you, what is it like? <laughs> that little kid was me because my mom told me the story that I'd said that. Yeah. That's all. Really interesting. Really? It was you. Uh, it was me. It was me. No. <laughs> but that's I mean, I, I was just saying it. that's how old Frank is. No. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. what you get for taking his time. No, no, no. Shots fired. No, I'm just kidding. I love you, man. <laughs> but but how is it how is it for you? Yeah, like do you yeah. have have you ever had that friend because I know I've had like I'm cool with some white people and and their friends worry about them hanging out with black people. Uh, yeah. uh. Like nervous, like it's like always a shootout when you're with a nigga. And it's like, nigga, I don't I'm not around them kind of parts. Mm, that's a good question. Uh yes. Um so like I, I don't know. I, I think the good thing about like being homeschooled and and all this stuff is like the friends that I had, like I didn't understand why not everybody hung out together. Like I hung out with the people I wanted to hang out with and people would try and project racism onto me. Like, why do you want to hang out with them? Them, Yeah. Mm -hmm. They live in this part of the city. Like, are you safe? Are you okay? Yeah. Like all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm fine. Like I wasn't fine. I would have gotten like snapped in half by anybody (laughs) that wanted. I was terrible. I was a lanky little kid anyways. But, um, but no, I think what it, how do I want to say this is that people would talk to me and say, you recognize like how you, like who you need to hang out with. Right. I'm like, yeah, people that can, you know, that I'm friends with that like me for who I am and that, you know, we're cool. And they're like, no, like you need to hang out with you. They didn't say your people, but they all but Mm -hmm. said your people. Yeah. And I didn't understand it. And I've been, I will, I will say I've been in situations where I've had to, lean into that and i'm not proud of it um at least you admit some some things that i like can't talk about right now but but i've had to to get by and i've recognized like this is not what i want to do Mm -hmm. and so i've tried to use that feeling and opportunity to speak to that i know there was a recent situation this is slightly different but at work where i went to there was like a um there's like a women's leadership group it's like a like a resource group and they have it for like um you know, black people, Latin people, LGBTQ women, like all this stuff. And I was an idiot. And the first day I joined, I'm like, where am I supposed to fit? I'm a straight white guy. And somebody checked me and said, you have your group. It's called life. Everybody else needs their group. And I went, you know what? My bad. That was, that was a learning (laughs) moment for me. But I walked, that was like years ago, not yesterday. But I went to this, (laughs) I went to this talk and I walked in and I was one of five guys that was there. It was all women different colors and everything different races excuse me um i meant different people of color we got you yeah no you got poc um, yeah yeah watch yeah. your mouth <laughs> yeah, we over here looking like what you gonna say, you gonna say? ain't no white folks in this motherfucker because spider is black 
And I walked in, <laughs> and, I, and I will admit, I walked in and I felt super uncomfortable, yeah. super nervous, and like I don't know if I should be here. But I kind of like swallowed that and walked walked forward and sat down and I said that to the group of people I was with and they said we appreciate you said that because that's what we feel every time we walk into a situation yeah. mm-hmm. is we see you mm-hmm. multiplied yeah. and we feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. we don't belong mm-hmm. and yeah. should we even be here and we swallow it and we move on yeah. right. and so that's a good learning moment so I think what I'm trying to say is people have tried to put that on me I've worked hard to go against it I've leaned into it a few times and I've not been proud of it yeah. but I think what I've tried to do is use every situation to educate myself yeah. mm-hmm. and then share that with someone we, else. We all, Gross. I mean, it's important before we close this, we all lean into shit we're not supposed to at some right. time. Me and Artesia talk sometimes, we'll be in the car and like, whether it's me, her, my mom, like, if a white person cuts us off or oh, we cut yeah. them off by accident and we don't see, I was like, I bet that motherfucker calling us all kind of niggas in that car. Mm-hmm. I said, I know he is. When a black, when a white person cuts us off, you be like, you motherfucking cracker. That's true. <laughs> I didn't say that shit. It, I'm not racist, too. but I'm talking to right. this motherfucker this right situation. here. Right. And, 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 and a lot of other black people may echo this sentiment. I don't say it for the black person. I mean, the white person in the car. I've dealt with this shit all fucking day. Mm-hmm. So I've yes. opened the door and a white yes. person hasn't, you know, uh-huh. said anything. I've spoken. They haven't said anything. I've smiled. They're not smiling at you. They treat you like shit when you're at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You see this shit on the news with Trump. Uh-huh. Nobody gives a fuck about yeah. our issues. Black women being killed. Black men being killed. Nobody's paying us money. Black women still making less than us, white men, and everybody else. Uh-huh. So we're dealing with this shit all the time. Mm-hmm. So when that one white person does something, we like, you motherfucker, you already got everything else. Right. As opposed to a white person who may say that shit and be like, oh, niggas are taking over the country. Why? Because we got 6% more people in Texas now. Mm-hmm. They just get mad for no fucking reason. You like, nigga, you got everything. If you wasted your whiteness, bitch, that's on you. Right. <laughs> you know, I always wonder about that too. Like, well, these are the thoughts that I have when I see situations. Like I was at a Marcus Garvey event last Saturday and uh, you know, I was posting, of course, right? And uh, one of my boys was like, yo, be careful. I heard that there's a white supremacist somewhere in DMW. Mm. Oh, I saw and, that. Yeah, and I was just like, to myself, I was like, "What? why are they protesting? Or why are they having, you know what I'm saying, marches and things like that? Because you know the scales I mean? are balancing, starting to balance right. out. But I'm saying, and that's the question. It's like, why do you feel that way? Or why do you even look at the situation in that way? And there's a lot of white people who feel that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, of right. course, that's echoed by a lot of the people who support 45. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So before we get out of here, I want you, Joe, to tell people where they can find you at on social media yes. and your podcast. So it's on Instagram and Facebook after the Encore podcast and on Twitter, somebody already had that. So it's A-T Encore podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Look up next uh, next Friday, August thirtieth. That's the first one drops. Full volume. The full volume. Oh, that like is that. right. I forgot. He's doing like Netflix that. style. That's right. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this motherfucker. If you can't be talk. better, you got to be different. I'm yes. gonna be better and different. That's All good. Right. I, that's why you're here. I love it. And love Frank, it. tell them where they can find you at on you social media. You can find me on social media. Leave your personal at, shit out at the <laughs> at Quad Podcast <laughs> on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to hit me up personally, it's the franchise. Robert's Media Group all day, baby. Yeah. And Tanika, where can they find you guys at on social media? Um, our show social media, excuse me, it's it's called Champagne underscore in underscore lipstick, and my personal my personal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it out there. I tell you, if you, want, I've been saying, if you wanted to be in the DM, <laughs> once they start oh, looking yeah, at pictures, sure. and yeah, they're gonna be looking. They're gonna be like, all right. Anyway, so my personal up. is T N I C K A. Don't slide in my DMs. Just follow me. That's it. Just follow you. Just follow you. All right, man. As always, Artesia, I appreciate you for being here, helping me out with the podcast. For whatever the fuck you did. Whatever. We got a whole nother hour. I know. Hour. We do. I know. You about to rip it loose yes. on this next one. I got you. But be sure to keep up with all things The Reality Is by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, The Reality Is, for all podcast-related needs, startups, brand advertising, marketing, and event production, and more. Be sure to visit us at robertsmediagroup.co. Always remember to inhale courage to excel success. And always remember, if you sliding into DMs for Artesia <laughs> on the reality is, that's not where she going to be at. No. And she I'm not going to get And I was going to say she's not going to tell I started to tell your ass, but hey, you I ain't going to tell them. I started to tell them your personal. You know, oh, But you no. blocked. Yeah, they'll be blocked on that motherfucker. <laughs> but also, if you have the, the power to employ or empower someone, man, please do so. Joe, yes. thanks for coming out today. Frank. Whatever. Yeah. Tanika, okay, thanks cool. for coming out. <laughs> Love you. Shout out to the homie Spider, the DJ on the ones and twos, yeah. and Artesia again. Thank you for coming out with these love songs. We out this bitch. Fuck them all. That my child. That my crew. That my clip. That my fan. That my sis. That my gang. That my rep. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. That my child. Yeah. Yeah. That my child. Yeah, 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 that my child
Thanks for listening to The Reality Is, a Roberts Media Group production recorded at NZ Studios. Our team includes Mike Zavala, Spider the DJ, and the RMG Podcast Network. For more information, please visit robertsmediagroup.co. One time Drake, I see in this yeah, one. No, that was dope. That was really good. That's what I'm talking about. That was nothing from my end. That's what I'm saying. Weird. Nothing. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.